three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Edward. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me, Asher. Pretty good. Um, just to introduce you to the audience, I always like to ask the question, who do you say you are? <laughs> um, I say I'm a family man. Um, I say I'm a man of faith. I say I'm a man who likes to develop people and help people get to their greatest uh, level of life. And being someone that likes to develop people, I, I saw you have a, a coaching background as well as being mm-hmm. not just Yes, I should apologize. Is is it Dr. Edward Jones? No, no, not at all. No. Okay, okay. Just <laughs> making yeah. sure. Just making sure. No, I have a lot of people I work with that call me doctor, but I'm, I'm not a doctor. Gotcha. <laughs> but how'd you get into the uh, the the people business working on that development, not only of individuals, but athletes for that matter? Yeah, it really started, honestly, when I was young, younger. Um, I family of five, excuse me, five siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, my older brother's seven years older than me. And then it's like me, my sister, like it's two, 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 two. And so I'm kind of like the, 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 the older brother of the last group. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's been good. And so since then I've been developing, I've had to be, be in leadership and summer. I used to teach summer classes to, to my, um, brothers and sisters. And so my whole life, I've always helped people. It's just kind of been the role I've been in. Mm-hmm. Then I started teaching and coaching. Uh, really helped me with coaching. When I was a player when I played, I wasn't the best athlete on the team. I made plays, but I just couldn't do things like some of the other guys could. And so I always mm-hmm. knew where I had to be and I always would tell my teammates where they need to be. And so I went to coaching and I got into coaching impact lives and enjoyed it. Um, you get to develop people. And really it's, there's so many theories and stories and books on developing. You really, number one, you just got to care. You got to care. You got to serve. You got to communicate and you got to empower. You know, that's kind of my leadership that's my leadership motto, but that's based off how I develop. I just feel like you can't develop anybody if you don't care for them. Um, and so then did coaching for six years and then got opportunity to go to University of Houston, my alma mater, go Cougs um, and do player development. So I didn't know what that was, you know, but as, as stated earlier, I just cared, served, communicated and empowered people. And as time went on, I got to dive in and create systems, create a program and create some success in the role at the University of Houston. What's up? Uh, I like that you leaned into what what was working. I, I guess I was curious in being like the second older brother to your younger siblings. Is that something that you took on with pride or is that something you you kind of, I don't really want to. I want to do my own thing at any point. No, I, t- I took it on with pride. I, it was pretty cool. Like we're all close. Mm-hmm. It's just that's a long age gap, you know, seven years of, you yeah. know. Like my brothers and yeah, we never went to the same school, but all me and my brothers and sisters, we went to the same school at one point and then mm-hmm. always had my youngest sister in school with me all the way up. So um, it was something I prided myself in, something I enjoyed uh, my first time leading. So it was cool. That's what's up. It, it's funny for me. I, I've got five siblings, four mm-hmm. are older with the oldest being 11 years older than me. And all wow. the siblings in between, they're two years apart. And then there's a five-year gap between me and the next closest. And then my youngest brother's eight years younger than me. So it's like we had wow. some time to be like, I guess you'd say maybe for five years to just me and him and my parents in the house. And right. we uh, 
we enjoyed our 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 time just being like the two boys left in the house and no i won't i won't try to say that i tried to take on the leadership role it's something right. that I, I did shy away from no i hear you yeah no i i get it i mean you don't at that age you don't see it as leadership you just see it as mm-hmm. Oh, they got me doing this for my brothers and sisters. Oh, I got to wait on them. I want to go with my homeboys and play video games. But as time went on, you just kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of, like you said, I wasn't fully gung-ho, like, yay, let's do it. But as time went on, I just it was a responsibility. And it was like, all right, here we go. Gotcha. And then how, how are you able to use that to uh, translate into sports? Like being like, I wouldn't say, like like you said, not being like the star player or like the the playmaker, yeah. but knowing that, you could be more effective leading your teammates, like helping them like, Oh, Hey, what's that play? And then you tell them, Hey, this was a play that was ran. Like, it's not a, a, uh, what was it an ego thing for you? No, it was, uh, number one, I had to get on the field. And so to get on the field, I had to know everything, but then I realized as you get on the field, some of the people in the huddle that are more athletic, Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on. Like, it's just like, hey, see ball, hit ball. And it's, you know, not to not to belittle anyone's intelligence, but there right. are like tendencies. There's down and distance. There's how people get in their stance. I mean, there's so many things I'm looking at. Like, OK, they're about to run power this way. Hey, I'll tell a linebacker, hey, he's going to pull. This guy's going to pull. Be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just different things like that. Or like, hey, third down, third down. Hey, watch the screen. Watch screen. Like, it's right. going to look like a sack, but don't go retract. Um, and so that helped me because it's how I communicate with my brothers and sisters. You know, they may have seen something like, oh, it looks like this. Like, oh, mm-hmm. no, that doesn't look good. Right. Don't do that. Or, hey, you know, be careful. Or, hey, bring a rain jacket. It's going to rain today. And so uh, it just kind of was natural for me because um, we had to communicate. I, I remember we had a defensive our, our linebacker, our line, he was supposed to call the signals for the defense. He, he, couldn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't remember signals. And so I literally used to peek. <laughs> you know, at the coach. And then I'd be like, all right, here we go, man. It's, you know, split loose rice, right? Whatever, or, you know, rock yeah. three, cover four, whatever. And so that's kind of how I helped our teammates. Like he stayed on the field and played, but it helped me because I I needed him to know what to do so I could stay on the field. Because we got it wrong, we were all getting pulled out. So uh, it just kind of became a like a necessity for me to play. And then mm-hmm. when I saw it, I'm helping others, it was like, all right, well, let me help them succeed also. Nice. What What position did you play? I was a nose guard. I was a big guy in the middle kind of getting beat up by the center and the guard fighting doubles all day. Gotcha. Uh, that was another thing. Like my position in the position I played too is a sacrificial position because you're kind of getting beat up. You're there to keep people off the inside linebackers. And so right. um, we had an inside linebacker who was younger than me and he realized I had to let him know why I'm here mm-hmm. um, in practice. But uh, that's what I took blocks on so they can make plays, you know? So it's a lot of communication between me and them. So that's, that's where I was. That was a plug in the middle. What's what's interesting about that, I, I've heard from, if I'm remembering correctly, the exact opposite position being the center, which he'd yes. be lined directly across from you. And I've yes. heard people describe the center as maybe the most important player on the offensive side where people would focus on the skills players, the wide receivers, the running back, the quarterback, of course. But it's like if the guy that touches the ball to start the play doesn't know what's going on all hell can break loose. And like, I know, mm-hmm. yeah. From like what you're saying, I know from playing and coaching, that was the smartest person on the team. Mm. You cannot, you cannot put, you know, you, you can't put somebody who can number one, critically think, mm-hmm. communicate 
and someone that can do well in pressure. Because once he snaps the ball, I'm on him. Like I'm on him. And he's got to communicate the blitzes. I'm listening to him. And it's just like uh, I've played. I had the guy I played with in college, in high school. He was incredible. Two-time All-State player. Um, just just very, very talented. But he made us all better. I mean, he commuted every every time he, I got under, we both got there. He was barking something. I was barking something. Yeah. He's communicating to the quarterback. He's communicating, hey, watch Blitz. Hey, watch this. You know, so centers are, I give a lot of shout out to centers. They're, they're very intelligent and they're tough guys. They're really tough. That's what's up. And that's I, the other position I played. Right. Office, that was my offensive position I played. Okay. So you played both center and that was the guard. one I liked the most. Right. Mm. And in middle school, when I got to high school, it was more like D line. But in middle school, the one I liked the most was center because you were just right in the middle of it, kind of could mess people up. You know, I, I like it. <laughs> That's what's up. But I I like that. Like I, I played football for a little bit in middle school and high school and I was mm-hmm. a wide receiver. And it's like mm-hmm. the, the reason I could kind of relate to that when you said the most skilled player didn't always know like all the plays and things like that. And it's like you have to keep up with a playbook. You've got to know, right. OK, when this is there, that's there. And like for me, I think I spent more time playing on the the junior varsity or the um, the what do you call it? Like the scout team, where you're basically like right. the dummy team that's like there for practice. It's oh, like, yeah. okay, hey guys, this week our opponents they're going to be playing this position, and then here's oh, yeah. what we need you guys to do. And I I remember maybe like my freshman year getting my bell rung, where it was like we're supposed to be doing a walkthrough drill, and usually you don't walk on a football field, but it's like, I think it's supposed to be the Thursday or something like that. The day before for the Friday night game. And then of course a senior always finds it funny to just light up a freshman and it's like, Ooh, like that wasn't pleasant. And um, it's funny because I think I, I looked you up real quick on LinkedIn and I saw that you were connected with one of my, um, high school coaches who was the quarterback coach. I think coach, uh, Weingard. And I was like, man, that's an yeah. interesting coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're connected after we met some kind of way, but yeah. That's what's up. So, so now, um, what's, what's it been like for you being in, um, athletics from the coaching standpoint? Um, it, it's been good. Um, but you know, my football is a, a, um, great profession, but an ugly business. Um, it's coaching side. I've heard that. So I, I've enjoyed the highs and the lows. I've, 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 I've won no games on a college level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, um, I've won no games at the high school level. I've won, I went, win, excuse me, I went winless on a high school level and I went winless on the college level. And it's not fun. I've won district championships on a high school level. I won a conference championship on the, uh, college level. And so, the thing that's there, the thing I love about it all is the relationships you build with players. Seeing someone literally get to a place of excellence, even in the winless seasons, like seeing them do something like a kid who thought they may not be able to play college football playing, you know, yeah. unfortunately, because they got to play because we're bad. But, you know, I think for me, seeing some go from one level to another level of achievement is just incredible. Like, I remember we had a walk on kid at Kansas. And we called him they called him Joe Dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a high school kid. He just <laughs> got there and he had to get in the game. Like he legit had to get in the game because we're playing TCU and we're down. We're getting crushed. This is the Kobe year. We were bad. Yeah. Um, 
And the kid got in the game. He played in the game and just seeing him run off the field like, holy smoke, he didn't ran. He played like three drives. This is a kid mm. who didn't think he was going to play for the first three years. Yeah. And like everybody's going crazy and like seeing a smile on his face. He's like, oh, man, that guy destroyed me. But I was ready <laughs> the next time, you know, like. Um, so that's a good part. I think the part coaching that kind of makes me I'm kind of in a transition right now, uh, mm. trying to get to the executive side of um, sports because. Unfortunately, uh, the hardest part about coaching is the adults. There are some good adults out there, but there are some that, you know, football is not transformational. It's transactional. Yeah. Um, you meet, you fight pride, ego, you know, uh, insecurities. It's just, it, it just sucks because I've always had to deal. Like it kind of goes back to when I played, if we all win, if we all succeed, we all win. Like whatever you want, you can get whatever you want, you can get whatever you want, you can get if we can work together. Um, so that's been a part that, that hadn't been great about coaching. But once again, I, I love the relationships you build with players, with staff, because there are good, there, there are a lot of good people out there. There are a lot of good people out there. And then just seeing, you know, and it may not be someone making it to the NFL. You know, one thing in my podcast um, called the Player Development Pod for you all listening uh, is I highlight a former player of the show. And so I've been able to like highlight uh, the first season. I'll have 20 episodes, 19 of my former players, you know, who were, you know, enterprise working at Lockheed Martin who are running their own businesses, you know, who um, are just doing great things. And it's just like incredible when you get to see financial literacy, like a financial education, they're teaching this nursing. I had two yeah. guys that are in nursing. And so like, that's the part that I love about coaching. You get to see those skills and transferable skills, help them in life. And you're just a little part of that. Man, I, I, I love that you're, you're doing that. And I was able to check out an episode or two, and just seeing that you're not only one highlighting the players, but you're also giving insights from right. your viewpoint, where it is that common questions that people may be asking, you're answering that because it's you wrote a book and you're giving the information away as to like, hey, this, these are the things that you might be wondering. And this is what I try to do in the role that I'm in. And this is where I, I've got to work with the adults, but also work with the players in this mm-hmm. level and be able to kind of like broker that deal and make yeah. it um, make it tangible. Because like you said, it, it's sports provide something great, especially for young men where it's like, you have this release, you have a place to be after school, you have a team, right. a group to belong to, but it's like, right. if you're not the star athlete, or if you're not the, um, if football isn't the end, I'll be all for you. And it's not for the majority of people. Maybe is it like 10%? Like make it to like, it's make like, it, make it. It's like 3%. 3%. So it's yeah. like you go from little league to elementary to middle school, to high school, to college, right. to NFL, to other leagues. And it's like, there's so much drop off where it's like if you don't have those professions and you being able to highlight the students and your players that have been able to make those connections and even like just people knowing that hey this is another option and it doesn't make you a failure it actually makes you more of a success because they say the nfl is not for long and like people kind of retell the same stories of like here is this phenomenal player and he made these huge games and now he's like not even able to eat. I think it was like yes. a USC um, university of Southern California. There was a story Oops. made about one of the guys, but now like positive things that are happening, you've got 
um, is it NAIA where players are having the ability to be paid? Like some people, again, going back again to the quote unquote adult conversation, like some people aren't yeah. for it. They're like, oh, yeah. the students are here. They're getting an yeah. education. They, they should be yeah. satisfied with it. But it's like right. sometimes I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday and it's like it's good to understand that two things can be true at the same time. You don't Absolutely. always have to pick from a um, like worst either case or. scenario. Yeah, it doesn't have to yeah. be either or, or yeah. it doesn't have to be it's, like, oh, like the resources are so limited. It's like, well, it might be limited here, but you can go somewhere else and get. Here's here's the deal. So your point on the NIL, which is the part I never understood with these adults. It's like, all right, first of all, when you're in it, you see coaches mm-hmm. making generational wealth, generational wealth for their families because the kid's coming to get education. Uh, the other thing I say, too, is like, let's say there's a chemistry major, right? Or mm-hmm. um, let's say tech. There's a Q, a tech major at the school. He got a full scholarship to mm-hmm. come to the school, academic scholarship. But Google wants to pay him $200,000 every summer to come to their campus because he's elite. Nobody's saying, hey, that kid who has a technology academic scholarship shouldn't get $200,000 from Google. Right. Right. The other thing, too, is like that kid who's getting that scholarship is not making the university the money at making university as much as this, 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 this athlete or these athletes are. You say free education, but we're talking about that is a college athletics is a billion dollar business. I mean, I see coaches get paid millions of dollars to to coach football. And we want to say, oh, let's give this kid a, 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 you know, a a scholarship. Then I always say, okay, all right, there's 85 scholarships. So there's 120 guys on the team. So what about that third? What about those 35 walk-ons mm. who are coming and paying for something? Can they not earn? You know, because if you got walk-ons, they're scout, like you said, a scout team. They're yeah. important to what yeah. we're doing. You know, they help prepare us for games to win. You can't have a winning. You cannot win, have a successful winning program unless your scout team is elite. You cannot. You cannot. I don't care how many guys you, your scout team has to give you a look. Well, you know, most of those guys are walk-ons. They're not making money, but they're helping the university bring in millions of dollars. Right. You know, last university I was at, we won every home game. We won the Big 12 championship. You know, like it, they're bringing money in. What other pro, What other program on campus outside of the basketball team that won a national championship? Mm-hmm. But even when you have like football, just you can seat more people, more yeah. people can come. There's money. And it's just like when I hear that, it's just like, guys, this in a capitalistic, you know, country, it's crazy that people will be like, well, that's all they need. They need, and it's like that's some of right. that stuff is. It's, um, it's almost like it's it's counterintuitive because it's correct. It's, and I think that's where, like, if people are honest, so to speak, it's you've got to you've got to um, in being quote unquote inclusive, or at least being open in the way that we communicate. You've got to be really honest and like in order to validate the position that you take in an argument for whether students should get paid or not. It's like, are you really concerned about what the payment is going to do? Or are you worried about what it's going to do to your pocket? And it's Correct. like, if someone's offended at that, it's like, okay, why, like, why would you be offended that the money that's going to you and making sure that your family's secured? It's like, yes, they're, it's good that they have facilities that are like world-class facilities. It's good that you have students that are in better positions where they would otherwise be. And it's like, yeah, someone can argue that you don't want to just give someone money 
And like, that's not how you learn to handle money, but it's like, okay, how much, and, and I I don't want to generalize because I'm sure there are programs, but then it's like program is very general in the same sense that someone can say, I'm going to give money to charity. It's like, if you don't talk about step by step, here's how effective this program is being. Here's where the money goes in. Here's step one. Here's what you do with it. Here's step two. Here's like in the same way that you're kept accountable for your work on the playing field, there should be accountability off the playing field to say, this is what you can do. And here are the benefits that you gain from it. And I I don't say that to say, okay, just because in the same way that someone says, just because you give people money, it's not going to fix everything. I think in being in contact with other people that are kind of in this, um, in this field, so to speak, that are either like administrators, coaches, they, they watch the news stories and different things like that. It's like, you see people that are getting educated, they're partnering up with people and they're going about it like, okay, hey, I'm going to take a different approach to what's going on. Like now that I, I don't, I'm not told what I can't do, now I'm going to pursue what I can do. And of course, you've got athletes that have come over the years where their parents, like a Cam Newton has been like, on the one hand, people are like, oh, he's the worst ever. Like, I hate him. And it's like, some of it is fan fandom, so to speak, where it's like, you get mad that some, a parent, a father for that matter, is in his son's life and wants the best for him to say, hey, I'm going to go to this option or go to that option, but I'm, I'm going right. to do something different that works for me versus for me, like, correct. if what it doesn't, right. If it doesn't work for you, it's like the moment you don't get what you want, you're not happy. But the moment I get what I want now, it's a problem. It's like, what are we really talking about? Yeah. That's, that's really the biggest thing in college athletics. And like when the NIL was coming out, there were also, I mean, it's, because I was doing my research, um, some of it were there were some racial undertones too. Because it's like I remember there was one politician who was like, "Now they're gonna get whips and chains," and I'm just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, here we go. You know, <laughs> in, um, in what <laughs> regard? I guess. Right. He's just like, well, yeah, cars and sorry, I did say whips and chains. He was like, gotcha. okay, chains." Right. Sorry. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. They're gonna I get. completely misunderstood. Sorry, that. I, I realized that. I now, I now realize what that sounded like. Sorry. Uh, now he said they're gonna be driving around in new cars and wearing all this jewelry. And he said this, and it's like, okay, who? Now you've targeted a certain student athlete. You have yeah. literally said black student athletes, but specifically black male student athletes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where there's still a discomfort in this country, and not to make it. Yeah, keeping it above. I think uh, the hardest part in this country I've seen, even with coaches, and you just see it, it's like when black men are allowed to make choices Mm -hmm. and choose what they want to do in this country, specifically young black men, there is a pushback in athletics. Like, why is that, you know, LeBron, did he have to do this? Or why does he have to? Well, this kid didn't, you know, it's just like, man, like there. So there, I've seen it too, like with coaches, like, right. You know, there were the racial undertones, you know, it's just like, man, like, dude, like you coach a pick the best suitor for you and your family. Somebody mm-hmm. offered you two million. Somebody offered you four million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're going with the four million dollars. You're not trying to listen to anybody. You don't care what the city is. You're going where the money is. So why wouldn't a player 
do the same. Why would an 18 year old do what you did as a 42 year old man? Right. And so it's just like, you I guess know, I, just, to, I don't know. Right. But it's I, comical, I guess, man. Like, I guess to the guy's point is that not to quote unquote defend him, but just to kind of open it up. It's like, although it's, it's wrong, it can be wrong in what he's saying. Like, Oh, now they're going to go do this. It's like, okay. Like, like, yes, there, there are some people that the moment they get money, they go, absolutely they go buy things. That, that's not false, but it's like, okay. I think to your point, instead of focusing on the negative that can be done, Correct. What would be the alternative that you would have them do? Like, how about, hey, now I have a chance to educate my player about how to sit down and buy life insurance, how to set up a financial portfolio. It's like, correct. to your point, it's like, if we don't, sometimes on one level, it seems like it can be a racial undertone, but also I see it for me, like I'm African-American born in West Africa, immigrated to the United Mm -hmm. States. So I have like an outsider viewpoint where it's like I try to understand two sides, but a lot of times I see that like two things can be true at the same time. Like we said before, where it's like, yes, there can be the racial undertone. But then if you pair it with ignorance, where it's like there are going to be players that are going to go out and get that. Yes. Right. So it's like on the one hand, you see the the NBA draft. I saw the draft the other day and I'm just like, why? Like, what is it about these? personally me right Mm -hmm. guys what is it about these chains and like i know you can buy it but like what is the i I personally don't understand right that is you that's an investment you have on your neck right but it's it's again i think it speaks to the environment and the culture and so to speak that different people come from because it's like on the one hand if you have someone growing up in a place where that's constantly what they're being told they need to do to make it so to speak or to have it like it's it's a people thing like in a black community people might see the chains the cars the things like that but you see similar things in in caucasian communities you see similar things in hispanic communities you see you see it in different communities maybe people may wear it differently but hey you see this neighbor got this house and then Oh, he's got this car. So now I'm going to, it's like, that's a, that's why I try to bring it to a person a people thing, not to discount racism or things that are racial in no, I hear you. undertones, because it's like, I think it would be very dishonest and disingenuous to just be like, Oh, this doesn't exist because it's like, well, absolutely. that, that, it, that flies in the face of the person that experiences something day in and day out. And then for the person that doesn't grow up in the same environment where they grow up, but they go into something thinking, oh, I'm here to help. It's like, yes, you can be there to help as a coach. You can be there to help as a director, as an administrator. But if you can't communicate with the person you're trying to help, you might not be giving them the help that they want. You might be giving them the help that you want to feed your own ego. And it's like, if people aren't honest about that to say, okay, like, yeah, I can look myself in the mirror and say, I'm proud of the work that I do. But I can also admit that I feel good about this because I get to feel good about it. I can have preconceived notions, whether they're right or wrong, but like, that's, that's a part of me. And I I think you do yourself 
a good service if you can both admit that you can be wrong and ignorant or in some mm-hmm. some places people can say like you can be ratchet or you can be um <laughs> you can be a lot of things if you choose to yes. and it's like right. when i when you see a, a kid maybe wearing the chains or wearing their hair a certain way it's like part of it is like this part of the environment is what they see is what they it looks cool but then there isn't always someone to explain hey like this although it looks cool like you might be wearing your jewelry but if someone now looks at you peacocking so to speak they're in their mind thinking oh i i can just go take what you've got they don't see that you put in work to go get right. that thing yeah. and then the p- person that could be you got to work 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 they're not looking at the fact that like yeah you can work hard but after a while you've got to work smart and it's like right. if everyone's just working hard like you can't stay in the same mentality and if you want to keep someone working in the same mentality you might have to look yourself in the mirror and say what is it that i'm actually asking of this person so I, that's that's a good piece that you brought right there and the mentality piece uh i was listening to, i haven't listened to it fully yet because i want to take notes mm. um it's a mike tomlin podcast on the pivot and he was talking about coaches that blame stuff on players and say oh this player can't listen or he can't do these like i love coaches like that because basically you're saying this guy can't do something because you want to keep to your comfort that you actually can't teach right and so it's interesting you said that because it's like i, I do look at that like okay for instance, all right. So what, and I've, I've, I've learned a lot mm-hmm. in my role as director of player development, you know, like I, to, to like your point, I may say I would never do that, but help me understand where that comes from. Like, you know, I had a player from, you know, at Kansas and I, I didn't understand it until he told me. And then I was, I was better off and I, I was able to help our coaches that, but I just asked them, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of guys from down in Florida, Miami, you're going to see all those goals, you know? Yeah. And we got a team photo and he's about to take a picture in a suit with his goals. in, and I, you know, I understand why he did it. Like it was, it helped me to understand like, Hey, this is, you know, this is our, what we do. Like, this is kind of, you know, can you, can you share what, what he he said so that maybe other people can kind of understand and not just draw gross generalizations. Yeah. It's just, um, the way he kind of broke it down is like, that, to your point, it's something they grew up on. That's what they saw. And it just never, cause they used to, they used to wear every, what, what got me was mm-hmm. they didn't just wear it out. Right. So you, you think about like, when, am I growing up in Houston, Texas yeah. where, you know, you got, you know, Johnny, the jeweler, you know, you see a diamond, diamond grills and, you know, uh, you don't see a lot of gold. You see diamond grills, you see chains and all that. Mm-hmm. People wore those out. You know, they wore those out. Um, these guys were wearing them every day, like to mm-hmm. tutorials, to, you know, to to class, to a right. session, to like weights. When you, like, when you say wear, wear those out, you mean like they're, they're wearing them to go out for special, yeah, they, special occasions? Correct. So gotcha. like I'm used to people wearing it like, all right, we're going to the club. Let me get my diamonds in my mouth, blah, blah, right. blah. Or, you know, we're going to go chill. Let me get this in my, ain't nobody wearing it to go to like tutoring or whatever. <laughs> and so uh, it was interesting to me because they were wearing it like, all day. Like, yeah. this is what I do. You know, um, we had a good conversation. I had it with a young man. I said, he's like, coach, this is kind of what we do. It's what we grew up on. It's just, we keep them in there. We just want them in there. It ain't like a show to them. It's not a show deal. It's like, Hey, I got my goals in my mouth and it's just mm-hmm. like wearing a baseball cap. I got yeah. a baseball cap on, you know? 
Um, so we, we would try to like, it was like, cause some of our coaches got a little frustrated. He took the team photo with it. And I was like, you know what y'all, he wears them all the time. Like, yeah, I get it personally. Me, I probably, if I was down there, I probably said, Hey, you know, it's team photo. I don't know, but people kind of loved it. Cause it was just, it was him. It was uniquely him, but it was always him, you know, rather than yeah. some of that, some of that stuff to your point may, may, it, I think what I appreciated about learning that was like, that was authentically who they were. I like, guess three right. players on the team and they were, they were where their goals. Like that was authentically who they were rather than, you know, what I kind of grew up on and not saying it wasn't authentic, but what I saw was people like, okay, people here. All right, let me pull this out and put this on. You know what right, I'm saying? Where right. it's more like, all right, now this, this may be authentically, like you said, it could be both, both can be true. This may be authentically you, or you could be wearing this just to stunt or whatever <laughs> it may be. Um, and so that's something I learned, but to go back also to the NIL, to the first kind of part we were talking about, one thing I, I did appreciate from one politician was like, Hey, you know, where's the financial education for these student athletes? You know, we need mm-hmm. to educate these right. student athletes, you know, and that's, that's true. Cause some may know, and most, I mean, I, I'm in there. Most don't know, yeah. but there are some that do know, but I thought that was a better way to go about it rather than say, Hey, you know, they're going to make purchases that you may not like, or they're right. going to do things like you, you know, to save money or whatever, like, all right, well, cool. Let, let's get these guys. Cause you, you, if you got a guy who's got a scholarship, he's not paying for anything. He legit could take his, you know, NIL money and have a down payment on a house. But okay, right. that may not be valuable to a 19 year old. How do we communicate like, hey, you know, at some point, you you know, you make a pretty good money. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody's making $50,000 a year. Cause most NIL deals, I think we calculated at the university I was at, was like, I think it's right under like, it's not much. It's really not much. I, think it's le- I know it's less than 500 bucks. Like for anyone, anyways, that, for anyone that doesn't know, like what is an NIL deal? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so in last year, so July 1st of 2021, the mm-hmm. NCAA opened up name image likeness, saying mm-hmm. that student athletes could get paid for their name, their image, and their likeness. So name would literally be the jersey. So like, for instance, mm-hmm. when I'll use, and everybody should be used um, to this person because he's pretty, pretty um, big time college football player. Mm-hmm. And if NIL was around, he probably would have made a ton of money. So let's say I'll use two people for mm-hmm. people by my age and people a little younger. So Vince Young, right? At yeah. Texas, Vince Young could have, with all the 10 jerseys that were in the, in the crowd, if they had yeah. Young on the back, that's his name. He can make money off of his name. His and image. Okay, whoever sells say, that from the correct, university correct. is responsible for paying him. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, or, if, or if an outside vendor wants to use his name and, mm-hmm. hey, they may not have the license per yeah. Um, yeah. UT to use Texas, but they may say, Hey, Vince Young, we want to use, um, uh, I think it was, uh, he had some nickname. I can't remember, but let's say VY, right? Yeah. They say, Hey, we want to make VY shirts, mm-hmm. VY, VY, you know, VY for Heisman. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the people making those shirts now have to pay him. Right. If there's an agreement, if there's an agreement image would be, okay, let's say somebody says, well, we don't want to use his name. We just want to have that you know, a photo of him throwing a ball. That's his image. Mm-hmm. Once again, he can get paid for that. His likeness could be like a video game. So like a video game that doesn't fully have his, but has his likeness. Like we right. know that that's Vince Young. At the end right. of the day, we know this caricature has a 10, mm-hmm. you know, he's tall. He's a quarterback at Texas. That's that same thing for Tim Tebow. I think a lot of people could identify with Tim Tebow. Very, very, Tim Tebow would have probably made, oh my goodness. Right. Um, you know, let's say, so, you know, they use his name, even the, you know, the image, the image of Tim Tebow is the, the kneel down, you know, yeah. in the end zone, right. you know, like that, 
that that was around everywhere. Like he could have made shirts or a company, you know, could have came out and sold those. Uh, so that's what that means. Name, image, likeness. So those three things allow players to get paid. So now what happens now is, for instance, uh, the young man, uh, there was a young man playing at a, a high school in Austin. There was a kombucha um, company that wanted to sign him for a million dollars and just to use him for commercials, uh, reels or uh, things on Instagram. Well, he signed it. He can make that money. He can mm-hmm. make that money rather than, you know, like the players who wear the, you know, a lot of them wear Gucci or Prada or, you know, finer um, right, deals. It could right. be watches. I learned a lot like Cartier glasses or watches. Or all, I don't know all this stuff. <laughs> I'm learning. They can um, make money, you know, from those companies uh, rather than just tagging them and saying, oh, I'm in my Cartier's or I'm in, you know, right. um, Patagonia, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can do that. Um, but I seen, I saw, I saw one contract where one of our players, he had a financial education. He, uh, a guy who preached financial education, paid him a couple thousand a month to do mm-hmm. videos, um, talking about financial education so he can get other people certified. He got certified in financial education. So he was helping him get other people certified. The player um, video got certified. Gamers. Mm-hmm. And so his mm-hmm. part of his deal was getting certified for free and then getting paid for, to help others get certified in financial education. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. You know, uh, what was another deal? Um, there's one guy, he's at a, he's actually at an HBCU, which is pretty cool because they always said it's going to be D1 players. He's got stuff. The mm-hmm. biggest thing I used to tell people when it first came out, I was like, the, the, the number one winners of this could be, you know, women's athletes. You know, mm-hmm. um, you could, you know, let's take um, uh, Lululemon, right? Mm-hmm. Who now they don't now they could literally go find the models that fit what, you know, cause women athletes are going to be, you know, they're going to have, they're going to work out. They're going to have mm-hmm. a certain, they may have a certain physique or, you know, personalities or drinks. Like I know, uh, Celsius, the energy drink, they have a yeah. lot of, um, women's sports. You think about title nine, a lot of companies can 50 year anniversary. A lot of companies can, you know, partner with, uh, student athletes. I mean, there's one gymnast, they said she can make like a million dollars. Like it's, it's incredible for all of the athletes. And that's why, um, a lot of people don't like it, but I like it. Like they've, they've yeah. worked, like you said, they work hard for it and the university is going to get paid on adults going to get paid, you know, right. the, the Nike check on your emblem or, uh, under armor, whatever your sports apparel team is going to get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's the breakdown. That's what name image likeness is. Gotcha. I wanted to make sure that I, I got it right because I, I, I think I, I was saying N A I. A, you say in AIA, yeah, right. Which is, I think uh, that's something uh, yeah. else. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a. Um, it's like uh, how do I say this? It's, that's an athletic conference in Kansas City. Gotcha. So yeah, so yeah, NIL. Gotcha. NIL. Got it. Mm-hmm. And you you just came back from a conference yourself, right? Absolutely. Yes, it was an incredible conference. Sorry, um, it was the Black Sports Business Symposium. I just came back from the Black Sports Business Symposium. And for me, it was really good <coughs> because, <coughs> sorry, um, it was the first time. It was sponsored by ESPN. It was the first time you get all Black sports execs together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just incredible to see who was there. Like the speakers, like, you know, they had Deion Sanders. They had, you know, Dr. Carter. I'm probably going to crush her name. Dr. Carter Daniels, who's a minority owner for the Bucks. 
Mm. You know, they had Kevin Warren, who's the commissioner of the Big Ten. E.T. was there, Eric Thomas. Yeah. You know, they had all these vice presidents and presidents of the NFL, NASCAR, you know, NHL, MLB, Coca-Cola. I mean, it was just, it was incredible to see for me. There were three things I got of it. You know, I got, um, you know, inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, gratitude, and then just determination. Like, just, I'm going to make it. Like, I'm, I have to make it because even in seeing all these individuals, mm-hmm. there's still fights going on. There's still, you know, um, still opportunity that needs to be had. You know, right. I think the biggest thing that I got from um, um, from that. Hold on, real quick. Sorry, I got to pause. Let me yeah, you're good. See, if my, see if my family. Yeah, and so um, one of the biggest things like there that just really empowered me was. You know, one thing I always talk about is like they kept saying, you have to provide value. You have to provide value. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's so um, because there were a lot of students there. There were a lot of students. And I think what happens a lot, you know, when I grew up, when you grew up, I'm guessing we're about the same age. Mm -hmm. Um, But we grew up, you know, you just you knew it was work. Right. All right. I have to work. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. Social media has has made it to where everybody puts up their highlights. Right. And so it looks like people just bounce careers <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you came from this to that to this. Yeah. Right. And um, we both know that's not true. Like, that's not true at all. Right. Um, and so um, that's what they had to keep saying, like, guys, you got to put in the work. You know, you have to you're going to take it's going to take a couple of years because, you know, I talk to college students. They're like, man, I want to be a director. I'm like, director. Like you kind of learn like director, like it's a lot of responsibility. Like you got to learn how to talk to people, adults, people that are, you know, I mean, you know, in my in working in athletics, I've talked, you got to talk to baby boomers, yeah. whatever generations behind that generation, like all these different, like, and I've had to take like, dude, so how do you communicate with someone that's 60 years old? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you communicate with somebody that's 50, you know, cause it's all different how they take in yeah. what they do. And so, um, it was just, a, I think the biggest important, because one thing they were talking about was showing up, off, 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 excuse me, one thing they talked about was showing up authentically. Right. And I think the big thing they kept saying to that is like, you have to do the work though, right? Because, yeah. you know, I, I, once again, it's generations, like I'm gonna show up how I show up. And it's like, I, that I, I get what you're saying. You could be authentically you, mm-hmm. but you have to provide value. Nobody's gonna put up with any, anybody who's yeah. gonna provide value, you know? Um, so, it, but it was really good. A lot of nuggets, a lot of encouragement. I, if I was a student coming out of college and I was able to partake in something like that, mm-hmm. it'd have been incredible. It blew my mind to be able to just, they're right there at the executives. I mean, you saw students talking to, you know, executives, executives talking to students, executives talking to executives, mm-hmm. just the mingling. I mean, it was just great to see, um, you know, as we fight and uh, continue to fight for opportunities, you know, I think right. I had a great relationship with, um, uh, a guy in the office um, that I worked with at the University of Houston. He became a really good friend of mine. We shared an mm-hmm. office. You share an office, somebody you learn so much. Right. And uh, he had an opera. He had a uh, situation where uh, he, he's he's a white guy, um, mm-hmm. and so he had a situation where he was the best qualified for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, literally the best qualified for the job. And I thought he was gone. Like literally thought he was gone. He didn't get the job. It's a job at the NFL. He didn't get the job. And they went with somebody that they were comfortable with, somebody's cousin or someone's whatever. And I said, oh, you they kind of treated you like you were black, in a sense. So, and he laughed. And he was like, what do you mean? He, he, he said, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, 
And so I told him, I said, this doesn't happen all the time. But what, what I'm, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. you were the best for the job. And they went with what was comfortable for them or mm-hmm. to them. It was like, oh my goodness. And so we had a good talk about, I said, dude, the thing for me is I don't want to like, I don't want to like, I just want an opportunity for what I'm skilled at. It's not like, hey, I'm a minority. I need to be the GM of the franchise. Like, I'm not ready to be a GM. Like, you know, but it it is like, if I'm qualified for a position. And so that's what I kind of told him. I said, man, it's not, you know, it's not you're taking positions away because also he's on the other end. Like, so what we talked Mm -hmm. about earlier, where you understand both parties. Mm-hmm. I, I know some people that have been up for jobs and an organization has to make a diversity hire. And what I said to him is like, dude, like just like y'all don't like diversity, you may not like diversity hires and I can understand where you're at. Mm-hmm. It can be the same for us who work hard. Like, why does it have to be diversity hire? Why can't it just be, I walk in there, right. I'm the best, hire the best, you know? Right. But I said, what you went through creates why they has, there has to be diversity hires. What you went through is somebody literally, you had the skill Mm-hmm. And they literally went with somebody's cousin or nephew who made them comfortable. And I said, that is what happened to you happens a lot, not all the time, but does happen a lot to people who look like me. And so mm-hmm. it was a good conversation because he was talking about how he's frustrated with like every time he tries to go for a job, it's a diversity hire. And I've seen, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, I've seen it on both ends. I've seen people hire, you know, uh, um, you know, I've seen it everywhere, right? Because yeah. you get to know people, you get to know people's work ethic, and you're like, ah, that's, that's tough, you know, like where they're yeah. like, and look for diversity hire. But you also see somebody who's skilled, who is, will be considered, you know, uh, a diverse candidate, mm-hmm. and they don't get it. Like, so it's just like being in that middle of like, man, can we just get to a place? But anyway, I, um, I think that the thing that's interesting about that, again, with the two things can be true statement is that. On the one hand, yes, you will see a diversity hire that's not qualified. And I think I don't know if many people of either race, whether it's white, black, anything in between, is willing to say, oh, like, I, I'm i not fond of the fact that this person got hired on the diversity, but it's like, you're here, you need to step up. And if you don't step up, when you get fired, you can't holler, oh, they didn't like me because of the color of my skin. It's like you, you right. can't have it both ways. And also, I think one thing that's been kind of annoying to me is that every time diversity is brought up, it's always color. Like nobody yeah. talks about diversity of thought, of thinking. It's like, yes, if so. you're if if you're looking at merit, yes, merit is one thing, but you're not going to. I don't think it should be right to discount someone's comfort because comfort is kind of subjective. Like if you're going to have someone live in your house, I don't think you're just going, I mean, this is a very broad, like living in your house and working a job, they're very different things, but some people treat their jobs like their home. And many people don't distinguish things like when you're at work, you're working when you're at home, you're at home, like respect your home life and respect your work life. Don't start to make them together. And like some people have family businesses or some people have habits that they've grown up with. So yes, it can be true that people just go with kin, so to speak, like family, like some, but it's like, that's the thing that a lot of times is joked about. It's like, it's, it matters who, you know, not just what, you know, but some people go with the approach of like, no, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to 
go into this environment that I've never been in and just put my foot down. It's like, yeah, you you can do that. But then when you get rejected or you don't get accepted, you can't get mad because some of the rules were already kind of laid out. Like if you know full well going into something that someone isn't going to like you because you're already different. Yes, you have to come not just with an attitude of like, I'm putting my best foot forward and I'm the best candidate, but I'm also best not just for my skill set, but for my personality, for my mentality. Like, I don't just like the, the kid that said he wants to be a director. It's like, I think that's a great thing. And it's not something to be discouraged. And I don't think you tried to discourage him when you say, no, hey, do you know what that yeah. means? It's like, you want to be a director? Great. Are you willing to be the janitor? Like, are you willing to start right. not so, just some people may need to start from the bottom, but then other people, it's like, you're going to have to talk with someone that looks nothing like you, that knows nothing right. about your background, but in the same way that you want them to understand you, you have to be willing to understand them a little bit too. It's like, if you grew up in your mind thinking, oh, I'm talking to this baby boomer, that's racist, that just hates black people. It's like, okay. Are you willing to go sit down with this person and just being like, I've been taught all my life to hate you. And now I've got to kind of like you to really develop a relationship to work with you. It's not just you are my boss. Now I want to be your boss. It's like, but can you strip away pre like precognitions, assumptions and just be like, okay, I'm not going into something like an idiot. Just be like, oh, nothing's wrong with the world. But like, no, I'm going into it like open enough to think, let me be surprised with what happens. And I, I guess yeah, two, go I ahead. Got two things. So like you brought up a good point. So with the director deal, I, I, like you said, I definitely wouldn't discourage. I want them to know everything so that they can stay in a role and have success in a role, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. Like I reach out students that reach out to me, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. I want mm-hmm. you to have success. So you need to know what it is. It looks nice. Right. Yeah. It looks yeah. great to be a director. Being a director of player development, where I've been too, a lot of time away from your family, like you're spending, like you just you're stressed, man, I've gained weight, I've lost weight. It's just, you know, you just want people to know what that is. Uh, number two. What, it's, what's it's funny, funny. Or before you make your second point, what, what's funny about when you say it looks nice, again, it points to what are people looking at? Is it the highlights right. that's posted online? Oh, highlights, or is salary. It the yeah. work. Yeah, it's highlights, salary, but it's like people being around don't. the players. Right. That's what people like. But, but it's, being around it's the players like, has its cost. <laughs> right. And it's like, how <laughs> many people in that position not only are willing to share that with people to say, okay, hey, I want you to fill in the gap behind me, but how many people actually can make the time to do that? Because it's like, if you're at a leadership position, one of the things that you learn is that if anything goes wrong, most of the time, it's your fault as part of taking personal accountability. But it's like, in the same way that it's your fault when things go wrong, it can be your fault to make things go right, so to speak. So it's like, if you're going to be effective, you want to work yourself out of a job or train someone else to be able to take your position. But it's like, if you're comfortable enough to be in a place where you're making good money, your family's set, you're taking vacations and you're doing things, it's like, 
I can't fault someone for wanting to hold on to that because that's what a lot of people get up and strive for. But it's like, it takes a lot more to be able to say, okay, I'm going to train the person that's going to replace me and I'm going to make it readily available that more people can do this thing. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, more people aren't willing to do that thing. And I think sometimes people have to be honest about that fact and not just be, it's an either or. It's like, no, it's like, it takes two to tango. It's interesting you said that because there, so one thing I heard from a coach he gave out a lot of his offense. And I said, coach, how, do you, how are you so comfortable doing that? He said, look, my grandma told me hmm. that, you know, no matter how, who has the recipe, it's about who's in the kitchen cooking. You know? hmm. And I think for what you just said, a lot of people may have it, but do they want to do the same thing? So for her, for me, writing the book, which is behind me, hmm. you know, having my podcast, I used to get nervous. I used to be like, you know what? I like this player development position, but am I educating the person who's going to get the job instead of me? Like, am I providing information for the person who's going to be in an interview with me, take what I told them and then win the interview, you know, but I got to a point where for me, what it was, was like, number one, I love this position. First of all, I I love developing student athletes. Like, and so if I can help somebody get into it or help somebody learn how to do it effectively, because just like anything there's, there is done right. And it's done wrong. Then I want that to be there. And then the second thing is, as you educate people, you learn, you learn, the more you teach, the more you learn. And so when I get a LinkedIn, you know, message from um, a student and I'm, they're asking questions like, I never thought about that. Like, you know, I'm helping Gen Z is helping me understand Gen Z. Yeah. Hey, did you think about what do you do about this? Oh, I didn't have a plan for that. Or yeah. they say, hey, and I may say, hey, can we jump back on to what can you ask me all your questions? They're asking me all yeah. your questions. And so now I've answered their questions, but I've also answered questions for myself. So now I go back. And I'm learning, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think, um, and 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 I'm not. I don't have a case study for that, but I, I I feel like those who keep stuff to themselves don't necessarily get the new. Like you brought up diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. If I'm keeping stuff to myself, if I'm there's no outside influence or, or me not influencing outside, right? Or let's say maybe I keep all the stuff to myself and I read a book about Gen Z or I read all this stuff, but I'm not getting actionable stuff. It then outdates me, you know. Um, and so for me, what's happened is in sharing all this, which I, I pride myself in now is like, there's a lot of directors of player development who are getting jobs. And the first person they hit up to help them is me, hmm. you know, and they wouldn't have known that if I wasn't helping. So now, now they're going to, they're getting job. Now I see this, they're getting a job at a place I wasn't going to get anyway. They got right. the job. I didn't know the job was <laughs> open. Right. So right. it doesn't matter. Right. I, if I kept all this to myself, like, I don't want anybody to take a job. There's jobs that are happening that I don't know about, or honestly, I don't want. Mm-hmm. But I'm able to help people, and then that helps other people. And then you never know, right? There, you just never know, right? There, ten years from now, the coach that they work for is like, "Hey, who's that guy that helped you? I want to go to this school, or I want to go to this professional team. Do you want to come with me?" And mm-hmm. they say, "Nah, I want to stay here." My, like you said, my family's in a good situation. You know, my kids are in high school, middle school. I don't want them to switch. Whatever, I'm gonna stay at the university. Mm-hmm. But there's this guy, Ed Jones, who helped me. You know, and if he helped me do this, then I know he can help you. Mm-hmm. And so that's for me. It's like you just you 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 give that um, you're just able to give that away. Um, and so that for me is just like incredible, you know, but it, like to your point, like a lot of people don't want to do like I got a ton, a ton yeah. of playbooks from coaches, Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. all this. Ask me how many times I went through that playbook. No. I haven't. 
it doesn't matter. Like you can have all the information in the world. Right. At the end of the day, it's like, are you, do you have a desire to get this done? You know? And so right. um, that, that's that been big. Yeah. Sorry, I cut your second. No, point you get my second part. My second point. Um, I, can't, I think I remember it uh, was talking about baby boomers. So kind of your point, like, I, so when I went to Kansas, I just was like, this is my first time outside of Houston. You know, I'm used to kind of, I guess you guys in Georgia don't consider Texas the South, but it is. Um, and so there's, I'm, I'm getting used to things, but one of the biggest supporters of me was a older baby boy. Mm. Like he, me and him clicked. A lot of people didn't get along with him. Like how he's, I'm like, you got to know who he is. He's high right. strung. He's always high strung. That's just, <laughs> that's just who he is. Yeah. He's going to walk around. Everything's an emergency. Everything's like, but once you get to know that and you address him, because all he wants to know is what he's worried about. So, so I gave him information. I learned how to communicate with him mm-hmm. because I was able to communicate with him. He was communicating to the AD. So the head person of athletics, yeah. he's telling this guy, Ed told me this, Ed told me this, Ed's handling, Ed's doing this, Ed's doing this. And what I told people was like, do y'all understand what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like I made him, he, he literally goes to the, his boss, the highest person. And he says my name every time. And I found out that what he wanted was and he's he's incredible. I still call him to this day, like just every now and then. It's just mm-hmm. you would have never when I first got there, I'd have never would have thought this guy would be like, this dude had my back. Like yeah. he like had my back to where other people who I thought would have my back haven't had my back in my career. You know, people who right. may look like me or maybe a couple years older than me. We have similar backgrounds and they've kind of been like, ah, you handle yours, I'm gonna handle mine. And I got this guy who's, you know, we're not even anywhere, you know, I mean probably the only thing we have in common is we know football, you know, like, <laughs> um, but he's had my back. He's fought for me. Hey, when you go on this conference, do you know about this card? Do you have this card? Hey, when you get a, you know, a rental car, do this, set up an account, do all, all the stuff that I'm like, I didn't know about this. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing all this stuff to help me out. But I was telling people, he just wants to know what's going on. That's it. He was our, he was our, you know, he was over us in football. He just wants to know what's going on. So I'm giving him information. And mm-hmm. I just, as I gave him information, he felt good. I became his guy because everybody was trying to push him away because they were so, they saw him as, he was just so high strung. They thought he was just looking to get stuff like right, from them. Right. He wasn't looking to get stuff. He was looking for information to, to, yeah. to, to relay back. And once I found that out, me and him were good. Like really, really good. You know, to the point where. How'd you to the go point about where, finding that out? It just took time. Like it took time. And like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get into, to everybody was so judgy. And I was just like, let me just, what is he saying? What mm-hmm. keeps him high strung? What gets him going? Mm-hmm. It's when he doesn't know information. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He comes and he asks for information. He just wants information. So when I yeah. sat down with him, I would send him stuff, email every two weeks. This is what we got going on this month. This was going on to circle back on what we're doing. People didn't follow through with him. I, mm. He would come to a meeting every day and say, or once a week, guys, I need to know, I need y'all to follow through. So I'm right now, follow through every time. It doesn't matter if it's something small. Yeah. They just want to let you know, I sent this email, handling it, I'll get you the information at the end. Boom. It's, you know, it's you just, for me, what I do is I kind of watch people. Like, what are they saying? What mm. that, because at the biggest thing, like people can say that they're like, you asked me when I came in, who do I say I am, right? But what am I saying? That's, you know, you can, you can tell real quick. I found out he wasn't a selfish guy. He was a team player. He always talked about, he valued people. He always talked about his time. And, you know, he was one of the first people to kind of help um, with integration of, of players. He was there. Like, he, he, so you, he valued, like, you, you saw this outer core of him, right? Yeah. This guy that's just walking around fast, fast, fast. But you're like, inside, I, I got to know the inside, you know? And it's just like, and it's helped me in my career to, like, really take time 
before I start calling people good people, or he a good dude or whatever, because I've right. made mistakes calling right. people a good dude. And you're like, oh man, this dude ain't a good dude. You know, I just take time. How, how are they communicating? How do they treat other people? You know, what are they saying to me when they're not addressing me? How do they address every single person? You know, this person, this person, he would ask everybody's opinion in the meeting. And at Mm. first I was like, man, that's pretty cool. He's including everybody, which is true. But then I also was like, he has to get information from everybody. Yeah. And it's just like, he was not going to leave a meeting without hearing from everybody. And so I would always, people be like, man, he just, he just, I was like, but did he give you a chance to speak? Yeah, he did give me a chance to speak. He's always going to give you a chance to speak. You know, it's just, You got it. So for me, it was just, and I, as I get older, it's sitting down and listening to who people are. And then you, you know, on the opposite spectrum, I work with someone who is always negative, always yeah. talk about every meeting, always talk bad about somebody, right. always. And so I already knew, okay, if this person gets a chance, they're going to talk bad about me. So I would right. prepare. <laughs> right. It's like the moment, the moment oh, that person's out, it's like, they're always like, oh, did you absolutely. hear about this, this, and this? Absolutely. Like, I wonder what absolutely. they say when I'm not here. Like, let me go to the bathroom for a minute. And they find out they're just like, Correct. here's all his business. Correct. Like, man. Right. So what I did was, okay, if I'm working with this person, let me keep every file. Let me, once they ask me to do something, let me respond on email by email. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm getting this done to you. I should have this to you by the end of the day. Hey, I'm drop, put it on your desk. Right. So yeah. with that person I had to get facts. So, cause I knew they were just going to talk bad about people, which is opinions. I got to get facts, right? That person's mm-hmm. fact, like you got to So it's just stuff like that, you know, and people might be like, oh, you know, he's, no, he doesn't care about people. He talks about somebody every single meeting, <laughs> every single, every single, you know, you just, people don't, yeah. people hear uh, what they want to hear, you know? Right. And just because this person's more open than this person who walks around here high strung, yeah. and this person's like bringing you into their office, they're bringing your office. This this person wants information. This mm-hmm. person wants information in another way. This person wants stuff that they can talk about. Right. So you have to figure out, you know, what's going on. So as I've got older in my career, I don't even get mad at people anymore. You, you are literally being who you are. Like you right. are, you, you're a negative person. I can't even be mad at you, bro, because yeah. I knew this is who you were. I can't even be mad. So <laughs> I just, as time is going on, that kind of go, go back to the, the point about the baby boomers mm-hmm. um, that I had there. And then I think the last part too is like, uh, to your point, I've seen both sides, man. I've, I've seen, I've seen it all. I've seen, you just see bad hires overall, no mm-hmm. matter what someone looks like, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it goes back to like, I mean, I've seen it, you know, um, Man, just all over the spectrum. It could be gender, it could be race, it could be, you know. But one thing I do like that you said is there is a lack of diversity of thought, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bringing somebody in who may not know football, you know, right. like, well, you know, we just want to, all right, there's a football person, like, and it could be, and it looks good because, you know, you may have, you know, uh, different, you know, nationalities, ethnicities, race, you know, mm-hmm. gender, all this other stuff, but it's like we, we we're still cycling the same thought. Right. We're just on the hamster. We're just back on the hamster wheel. It's like if you're not not moving, like if if you're working with someone, but you're not in agreement on what the goal is or what the work is about, then it's like you're you're going backwards. And like you said, you're spinning your wheels like it's like okay, this optics, it looks good, but it's like, what is it really doing? And I've been a like, part of that. Yeah. yeah. I've been a part of that where you're just like, bro, this ain't no, this is, this is, this is worse than what it looks like. You know, because <laughs> nobody, everybody's we got a whole bunch of yes men in here or mm. and, and yes women, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing too, um, with that is like, I, I had a, um, interview, um, with someone a totally different, t- like I have no background in this area. Like I do have background in this area. It's a mm. different, different, um, 
sport, different yeah. sport. So yeah. totally different sport. But then someone asked me back to your question, they, they were straight up with me, you know, like, uh, you know, Hey, um, we don't, we lack certain things. Like you would look different in leadership than most people here. I'll say it like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't say that. And I was like, I, I get that. I'm okay. Like I just, but then like going back to your point, I was just like, I, I can do the work. Like I'm qualified. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like whatever it is, what it is. If y'all want to go with the whatever hire, I just know that I'm good at what I do and I can get it done and you won't regret the work that I'm going to put in. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are just things like I've learned. I don't know. I've just, I've learned a lot over the years, just kind of sitting back and looking at stuff and like, yeah. Hey, you know, like the, the optics of it all. Right. Like just, we want it to look good. It's like when college coaches make, um, or ADs make hires, they want to make the sexy hire. Right. Mm-hmm. I gotta have a sexy hire. Right. And it's just like, uh, you, you, you just don't know. Right. So like for me and the, and this is because I know football and I don't want to discount anybody, but everybody's like, hey, does, has this guy had coordinator experience, you know, to be a head coach? And I just every coordinator is not a good leader. Right. Your head coach has to lead people. Right. And so you right. make all these like, oh, well, he coordinated this defense or this offense. Like, OK, well, let's go look at this defense. Right. Yeah. OK. They had nine guys. You can put 11 guys out there. They had nine guys who playing in the NFL. Nothing. You still got to get these guys to play. You still have mm-hmm. to get these guys to play. Right. right? So nothing against anyone. But I think so many times to your point, like it's, it's the optics. What's the sexy hire? Oh, it's this person just, just won this, or they won this award or, oh, they've had this or, you know, so-and-so has been this before. Like I've seen, you know, I've seen coaches that are, are pretty much, they're done get mm-hmm. rehired based off the past. And it's just like, what are you, you know, um, you know, what do you, what are you, what are you doing about this? And so, um, I don't know, man, it, it's, it's, it's interesting with all the optics optics and how people just want to do stuff to get people off their back. And don't, <laughs> I think the thing, I think the thing too, is people don't, people don't want to explain anything anymore. Like, why did you, this is why we hired so-and-so they fit this. These are our values and they fit this, 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 and this. I know so-and-so may not be a coordinator or I know so-and-so may not know been in football before, or I yeah. know so-and-so yeah. may not whatever, whatever, or I know whatever, whatever, but this person fit. And I think that was something I really, um, heard someone say leaders like a lot of this stuff would be better this all this hiring stuff would be better if people just knew what they wanted you know like what this is this is what fits i think like this person fits the mold of what we want boom hire go you know so anyway sorry to get on a hiring no no you're you're good i I was (laughs) i was gonna apologize about earlier kind of but at the same time I'm, i'm learning to just kind of be in the moment at times and let yeah. things go and there's no need to apologize because it's um, I, the thing I appreciate about this conversation is not only like your background and your experience, but being able to kind of learn from you and see like, okay, this was an experience that you had. Here were some of the things that were there and being able to include my opinion on it and not just be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like being able to to push back in a friendly manner, even though like, we're just meeting, but it's like, there's a bit of trust in like, I'm trusting you because you've trusted me with your time and we've agreed Absolutely. to come together on this, in this moment. And I, I appreciate like being able to be a little bit different or a little bit better after communicating with someone. And, and it's like, to your right. point about, making the highlights and I look back and in, in trying to start a podcast and put out 
so to speak, like a part of my life, try to be open, try to be creative, like looking back to where I was when I started and, and kind of like climbing out of a hole, so to speak, or, or being vulnerable enough at times, but also like sticking to the journey to say, okay, it's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a certain place, but there's something good about learning to enjoy the journey. Like a lot of people talk about like work, 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 work. And it's like, for the moment, I'm not, I'm no longer in, I'm no longer needing to be like, I've got to work 60 hours. No, I'm, I'm at, I'm at a place where it's like, no, when I go to work, I'm at work. I do my best job. And when I leave work, I leave work at work. I don't, I don't try to stress about what I did, what I didn't do. Like I, I can't right. carry that stuff home because it's, it's like, be there tomorrow. right. Although the yeah. someone else that might be doing more might be there longer. It's like, if it works for them, maybe, but yeah. like, I know yeah. if I know something hasn't worked for me and I don't want to practice insanity, it's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm yeah. learning to kind of put that down and be like, okay, like today we try something different. Yeah. When no, tomorrow comes, we'll, we'll worry about it. But it's like I, I'm I'm spending a little less time worrying about tomorrow. But at least not not in a sense of like I guess what would you say less laissez faire. Um, yeah. I think no, in French is laissez faire. Yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm trying to pronounce it correctly because that's my first language, but I'm not getting it at the moment. So I'm like. Just leave it alone. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to nice. prove that you so, spoke French. <laughs> so, okay. So you said you're from the, the West, West Africa. Yeah. You speak West Central. Cameroon. Okay. Yep. Okay. I was say, I know French speakers, Cameroon and uh, Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. Like it, pretty much, I think anyone along the West from Ivory Coast all the way. I don't think Nigeria, because it, no, it just depends on like who, what, what European country. I think it stops in Niger. Niger, I think it stops in Niger. It's mm. French. It stops. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, one thing you brought up about work, and, and for me, I had to learn this, right? Like, so when we talk about highlights, people are like, man, you went from high school coach to U of H. And I'm like, bro, y'all don't realize for three years, I literally gave my social life away to help my player. I was single and I knew I was like, look, I'm single. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pour everything into these guys getting recruited to go to the next level of colleges. And I, I literally would tell my friend they want to hang on. I'm like, bro, I got to finish something. So for three years, I did that. But now I'm on, you know, that was seven years ago. Now I'm in a different place. You know, I got two kids, one on the way. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And then like, especially now, you know, unfortunately I was terminated without cause at the last university I was at. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I said, all that work I put in for those people, all that work I put in, man, all that time away from my family to ensure that everything they asked me was done and they terminated me without cause gave me a a bogus bogus explanation bogus explanation literally told me i did my job you were great with the player (laughs) literally literally told me that out of of his mouth and then fired me and so i just like i'm in a different place like i and i don't know if i want to get back in college football because i'm like i'm like what you said man five o'clock i'm gone like i'm gone i'm gone i'm not doing i'm not staying here till eight again because i got I, i literally got fired yeah. And now I'm yeah. going on six months without a job and, and things are going to get better. I'm transitioning, trying to find stuff. And, you know, it's just tough, you know, because then, you know, think about it, I moved to a college town where there's no opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. This isn't a major city that I live in. Right. Um, 
And so, like you said, I just, I'm not doing that again, man. I'm not, you can call me, oh, he don't work hard or he don't want to put in the time. Cool. I did it before I got fired. So this is what it shows me. No matter what I do, it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. Like you're going to yeah. say that negative, that negative person I work with, he's yeah. going to talk negative about me all the time. Right. I did everything I did. I helped him do his job, but mm-hmm. he's still going to talk negative. He's still going to lie to somebody about me. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Doesn't well, matter if I stay in my office till eight, you know? Well, I guess I, I want to push I mean, back. Not, just, not just, the work, not right, the work. Right, right. Not the no, work. no, no, no. Yes. I, I want to push back in a sense to where someone doesn't misunderstand because I guess sometimes I'm, I'm cognizant that we're having a conversation and a lot of times I try to keep ah, it just like you, you, and, you and me are right. having the conversation. But right. I'm one, I want to clarify it or maybe interject something for someone else, but also I'm clarifying it mainly for myself because it's like, right. yes, it's true. There is the phase of thinking nothing mattered. Like in that scenario, like perhaps nothing mattered, but it's like what I've had to do and where it's like you're transitioning from one thing to the other, especially if you've been somewhere for a long time, it's good to consider like not what was lost because it's like, if you, if you've had the mentality of like, I was doing this for these, this group, this organization, it's like, you're right to feel nothing mattered because it's like you felt slighted, but then not to play tricks on yourself, but like in order to get something out of the time you put in, like it helps to also ask like, what did you gain during that time? And it's like, yeah. if it's all negative, then it's like, okay, is everything you did a waste? And it's like that, that, that's a, in some ways that can be legitimized, but it's like, it's kind of a catastrophe when you see things from that viewpoint, because like, although Absolutely. you can be, you can clearly be wrong. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, like you got fired. Oh, like this is a, a this and like maybe you do have to talk to yourself in a different way to make something that was terrible appear not as bad just so that you can find a way to move forward but it's like absolutely if if everything is always about this is what it's like i'm not i don't want to minimize what you're going through because it's like this is fresh and it's like when something's fresh you you kind of have to go through it but it's like in going through it like you don't want to get stuck on the hamster wheel because if you get stuck on the hamster wheel you can be around somebody that can be talking negative to you and it's like oh like i could be over here just like oh yeah man they they did this thing to you and like oh those people and then now we slide to something else and it's like okay absolutely i think i I need to give i need to give context let me give context to what i'm talking about right so in athletics specifically football it's a you're probably gonna work 14 hour days, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're there till eight o'clock. And I know that we had one coach, he worked at a place before where they got out at five and he would leave every day at five and people looked at him like he wasn't working hard, right? Mm-hmm. right. So when I say it doesn't matter, what I'm saying is that the aspect of like, you know, I'm staying in my office and I, because what I'm trained, been trained mm-hmm. is, let me stay here a little later. Let me grab a task that I could do tomorrow. Let me do it today because it then looks as if I'm working hard. When I already mm-hmm. know I put in what's needed for the day for not only the players, but the program, right. but I have to stay around till seven because that looks like what, right, you but know, and so against, what I'm saying is. Right. To your words and saying you have to stay versus you choose to stay in order to match optics. 
because Correct. it's like somebody might tell you you have to do this, but it's like Correct. Now there are days if- where I had to stand there till one o'clock to get something done because I wanted to get it done or something was what I get that. So there right, are but, days but, we- but but then again, I, I guess I don't want to put words into your mouth or force you to speak as I like as I'm trying to speak, but it's like I think it helps to be very specific in our language where we say if you have to do something. I think it's like, if you don't do this, there is a clear consequence that follows it. But it's like, if you choose to do something intentionally to get it done, if it's like, I had to do this because it was a last minute thing. And it's like, how did it get to be a last minute thing? Was it someone else's problem that was placed upon me? And then it's like, am I in doing this thing? I'm doing this to secure my job, to secure my family, to to accept what's being done but it's like if i plan if i if i'm paying attention to the situation and i keep finding myself in i have to i have to i have to i have to not i'm going to go do this i get to do this and this is what i'm choosing to do because i have choice over what i'm doing because it's like i think it's it's the, the reality could be this yes you could you have to do something in order to get paid because that's what you are contractually obligated to do. But if you do something based off of like a moral thing that you want to do, like I want to do this because I want to do a good job. I want to be in good standing with my team. Like if that's, maybe I'm, splitting hairs but it's like I, I think it's very important because like too many times i hear people say something and i'm like i'm sure that's not what they clearly mean and someone that just hears something in passing or like whenever you you, you just pass by what you say it's like if you don't give it enough attention it's that when you find yourself somewhere that you didn't want to be I'm not trying to say that you couldn't have prevented it, but like if on your way to somewhere you're careless about getting there and you're not really paying attention to what matters, now you're being forced to really face something that could have been addressed prior. I hope that's not out of place to say. No, I I understand what you're saying. It's just, you know, it's it's a lot, a lot in this situation that's probably more than than the time given. I, I understand what you're saying. Overall, no doubt, but I think it's it's a lot there to unwrap gotcha. uh, when talking gotcha. about college athletics. So yeah. Well, I mean, for, for that specific case, do you have time to kind of unpack it? Just like one scenario, or would it be best to leave it? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try and be quick. Um, but like to your point, um, the reason, and it's not. First of all, I don't like, and so this is so since. Like you said, let me talk to the people who are listening to this conversation. Well, well, I mean, no, I mean, like, just just talk to me, like, okay, so just so that like I, the, I can passion, understand. Yes. So the passion was always there for what the work I did. Mm. What I'm talking about is what happens a lot, or what I've seen happen in athletics is mm-hmm. communication is not the greatest of what needs to get done because mm. we're going to be here. We're going to be here anyway, right? Mm. So I don't necessarily have to be a great communicator. Um, with what's needed because, oh, let me give you this at three o'clock because you're going to you're going to be here till seven anyway. So I don't need to give it to you when I heard about it at eight o'clock. Why not? So there's some 
that's just kind of how it is. That's the thing about college athletics. There's this. But I mean, does it, doesn't that create an, like a glaring issue where it's like absolutely college, college athletics may not be quote unquote corporate America, but it's like I've worked in construction and I've seen time and time again where it's like we go out to either build something or we we come in the process before something gets built. So it's our job to test ground soil in order to, de- to determine what's down there. Anything that goes wrong from the process of starting to like bid for the work to doing the work to giving them the results, like we they built relationships, so to speak, to where, hey, I need this done. If it slips the deadline a little bit, if the relationship is there, right. it can be okay. But more times than not, it's like there are hard deadlines. So although it's Correct. like, I think what may have happened in your case, it's like, that's the reality of the environment. So say but this, then, say this, yeah, right? Yeah. Say you guys show up to test the ground soil, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are prepared that morning and you're there. And then yep. at three o'clock, they give you, okay, Test it now. And you've been prepared. You're yeah, there. Right. You were told something. Like this is where it's gonna go. And then you, as you're like, hey, what, you know, what's and it's not an issue holding us back. It's not weather. It's not, yeah. and I'm thinking about what it would be for construction. It's right. not weather. It's not even a blueprint. It's not a deadline. It is literally somebody holding, right? Just holding you all because yeah. they can. And I, I've been in three. that in that scenario before. Correct. And that, that and that, ha- that happens a, that happens a lot. Unfortunately, right. um, the thing I'm curious, like in the time that you're being held, are they still willing to pay you? Because sometimes it's like in the oh, yeah, event, salary. in yeah. the event where they're not willing to pay us, it's like you have to go home. And like some people will be traveling for eight hours, four to eight right. hours to be somewhere, right. say six or eight in the morning. You're going to wait there the, till 3 p.m. Yeah. and then just be like, oh, go home and come back again tomorrow. And they're going to pay you. That's the thing about college athletics. The pay is OK. Well, and it's not everywhere. The, the you know, my, my most recent experience, the pay, they're going to pay you. Like there were situations mm-hmm. I wanted to go to our, you know, and just say, hey, I, was it necessary to even even for me against yeah. what I was yeah. making and for my family? Was it necessary for y'all to pay this much for this role if this is what y'all wanted out of the mm-hmm. role? You know what I'm saying? Like. That was something the pay doesn't matter. It's like, hey, no matter what skill, let's say this, right? You guys mm-hmm. are skilled at this, have incredible skill at that. And they say, hey, just I want you to put some dirt in this bag, Ziploc bag, and then come back tomorrow and I'll tell you what to do. And mm-hmm. you're like, hey, you, you know, I can I have my tools, I can like help you and right, we can get this right. thing started. So that's kind of and it's the most recent one. So I mean it's it's not I, terrible. I think anymore. I see what you're saying. I, I think Correct. I see what so you're it's saying. Just, because and I'm just, it, and it's, it's not always in your control, but it correct. Right. That's and what it, it came down to. Like, right. And I, and I, cause I hear what you're saying about you can control your, and I, I'm big on control my mindset, but at some right. point when a person literally or persons literally go out of their way mm-hmm. to exhort their power and put you, and you still perform. Okay, cool. Right. You gave it to right. me. Boom. Here, here we go. You know, yeah. like for instance, you got a situation where you're putting on an event, mm-hmm. um, and you hear from the person that you need to talk to the most all day, who you've been trying to schedule with, you hear from them 45 minutes before the event's about to start. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, you know, like, 
everybody, this is on everybody's calendar. This right. is not something that snuck. And so that's kind of what I'm saying. And you, you, you do everything to, to make it happen, no matter what, look, yeah. all right, cool. I'm going to make it happen. This is what we'll do. If it's, I got my, I got my scenario. If you want to switch, I got my scenarios for anything that you can switch, but boom, we got to go. We got to make it happen. Yeah. And even in doing that and dealing with that an entire year of that, Right. You still perform and then the rug get, gets pulled out of you. That's where it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, it, it didn't matter anyway. Now, yeah. I'll say this to your point. I did build great relationships with the players. There's a lot of stuff. I was able to then at one point I had to get in my office and say, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to build relationships with people because that's why I'm a relationship builder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pour into these players. And I'm glad I did because when, when I had to tell them the news, they were shocked. They were like, wait, what? You? Yeah. How? Yeah. No, like you, you, you did everything, even to the point. This is how crazy it was. And I'm gonna try to say this in a way so if they listen to this person. <laughs> so there was a trusted individual, a very trusted individual to this mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And when I told them, they literally looked me in my eyes and said, You did everything they asked you to do. Yeah. And it's a trusted individual, a yeah. close. So that number one meant to me, you you saw it. Number one, when you say that, that means you saw mm-hmm. that I was given tasks that I that I that I clearly have a better experience for okay yeah. number two i did everything i did yeah. i didn't you know you know yeah i was frustrated but i got it done mm-hmm. and this person had to catch themselves because they let it out and said you literally did everything they actually do mm-hmm. and so to me that was a part like man like at the end of the day going back to the example the negative person gonna be the negative person it doesn't matter Right. And in this situation, I know every situation is like this, but this is a learning situation for me about yeah, valuing what matters, about valuing what matters the most. So if I say like to your what you said earlier, if mm-hmm. I say I'm a family man, this this experience taught me that no matter what family matters most, they're going right. to I'm going to get fired. If I do my job, I'm going to get right. fired if I don't do my job. Right. And so that's where I come with the aspect of like, it doesn't matter. Do I know it matters? Yes, yeah. it matters. But. That's where I come from in my mindset. Like, you know what? Okay. If the this part, is not the, a deadline. The part that doesn't matter. Yeah, I think never mind. You're you're about to make your point. Yeah. So, okay, the situation here is the part that didn't matter was, and it like once again, I'm going back to and not only college, yeah. but when I was in high school, how people see hard work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boom, we get off the practice field. Okay, all right, cool. It's six o'clock. I want to leave right now. Mm-hmm. But let me find something to do. So I can leave in the next 40 minutes. So then it can look like, yeah. once again, I'm working, right? Yeah. It That to me I've right now, <laughs> correct, correct. So like with this last experience, all those times I did that. So that's 40 minutes, 40 minutes. That adds up five days a week. So that's, yeah. let's say it's 30 so I can get a better, a better right. calculate. That's two and a half hours, two and a half hours a week. I stayed away from my family yeah. because I thought, I need to do this. And in a sense, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if I did something. It didn't matter if I didn't do anything. And so that's kind of where I'm at. And it's, it's, it's been a good place for me because this past six months has helped me, mm-hmm. you know, number one, see that, you know what? No, I'm going to keep being who I am. I'm going to keep yeah. showing up. And when I'm in, like you said, when I'm in the office, once that whatever starts for the, whatever time you got me in there, I'm going to get it done. If we need to stay, Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it done if it's necessary. If something comes across my desk, I'm going to get it done. But I will not. I will not be in here for whatever, because at the end of the day, you're going to talk about me if I'm in here or you're going to talk about me if I'm not in here. You know, you're going to have your preconceived notions, whatever it may be, how I work, whatever. It, it is what it is. 
And right. this is this hasn't been my experience everywhere, but I'm not going to get judged on this guy. Literally, as this trusted individual said, mm-hmm. you literally did everything he asked you to do. Right. right. I didn't hear that from the person who fired, who knew this is the craziest thing I tell people. Although that was happening, I kept getting tasked to do. Right. So even in my mind, I'm sitting here like, man, it's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like this is my skill set. But if I wouldn't get anything. I would feel like, oh, man, they're going to get me out of here. You're continuing to give me valuable stuff. Not like, hey, let's like this is program, like make or break stuff. You're continuing to give me to a point where I'm shocked that you would even Mm -hmm. say, you know what? Even though we gave them all this, we we got somebody here that can handle that, even though we gave them all this stuff that wasn't even in his, you know, whatever you want to call it. In your purview. Correct. Correct. My skill set. And, and I had that conversation. I was like, hey, you know, one time with my, with my, the highest supervisor I can have, mm-hmm. you know, hey, coach, did you ever think that like this isn't my skill set? Like you didn't hire me for this. Right. And it was like, but I need it done. All right, cool. Let's yeah. go. I'm going to do but it. I'm going to figure the, it out. The, I think I, I remember why I say that it does matter. The reason that I say that it does matter, it's like it might not have mattered to the people that you are doing the work for, but it matters for you now because you have that experience. It's not nice in the way that you receive the experience and the outcomes of it, but case in point, your podcast that you have right now, relaying things that you've learned, like you may have all the playbooks that you haven't been able to go through, but in the time that you've had off, you're applying yourself. There's reason to be upset with what happened, but the reason that I push back on it doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter to that person. And it looks like it mattered that you spent time away from your family. You didn't like it, but it mattered that you weren't there when you wanted to be there. It mattered that you put in those hours. It might've been misplaced, but something was done. Sweat was poured. Like, Time was spent like that went on and like the outcome was not ideal because it's like, if you're not let go, do you have the same resolve that that didn't matter? Like, is it, did it only matter to the point of like, you got a pat on the back, but it's like your time from your family has been taken from you. And that that's where it's like. I was trying to draw kind of like the circle around like not trying to discount your words, but saying don't discount yourself because of the energy and the time that you put into what something someone else asked you to do or the thing that you were doing for someone else. I don't think it was wrong in that. But now going forward, you know, I'm not going to repeat that because what I say, who I say that I am has to match my actions. So it's like, if I know I need to spend time here, just like that other coach that was leaving early, it's like, I'm leaving at this time. If I stay 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes after. It doesn't always have to be like, you're not a a robot. You're not a machine, but it's like, you know that you have good intentions with what you're doing, but you're redrawing the boundaries that might've been crossed before. Like it's a boundaries, a a gate that can be open and shut. There's things that you can let in and there's things that you can keep out, but it's not a brick wall to say, I'm never dealing with this. Heck, 
that person, that fire, you might be asking for advice tomorrow. He might be listening to your podcast now. He might be like, let me take these notes down. I didn't think about yeah. these things. And it's like, you don't even know that. And I, I guess I, I say that in a sense, not to just like big you up, but to kind of mm -hmm. bring it into the context of like the things we do matter, but the way we also talk about them matter in the sense that it's not always ideal in what we want, but what we do after the fact determines kind of where we go. And the thing I'm very proud of you for is like putting the effort that you do into your podcast, because I listen, I saw you on YouTube, saw you on Apple, saw you out there. And it's like, you're not like, just keep in mind that that time that you spent, it's not, it's not wasted. And that energy right. that you're putting in, it's, it's going into something where it's like, those athletes that you touch, now you bring them back and be like, hey, look at what this person's doing. It's like, it sucks that you're not funded and things like that. But it's like the effort and the energy, the people, the guy that said you did everything, they're realizing too that, hey, if that can happen to you, that can happen to me. So it's like, yeah. you might not have been able to save yourself, but you might have just saved five or six other people if they right. go somewhere else, sign for another job. It's like, okay, I'm not going to let what happened to Ed happen to me. And it's right. like, it was unfortunate that it happened to Ed. But I think to your point and being just open to share that, I think it it's big. And I, I thank you for that because it's like, it's way too easy for me to sit on this end of the camera and just, just, just say, Oh, don't talk like that. Don't say that. Just, just, just look at it. Just put a positive right. spin on it. It's like, no, right, I'm right. not trying to dishonor no, you. Yeah. you in that sense, but it's like to really point out because someone had to do it for me because in, in the right. fact of looking at, Oh, like I worked at a job for four years and I, I just got to the point where I was, I didn't feel like my efforts were um, valued anymore. And like you have someone either big time you or like someone put a power play on me where I was like, holy crap, that was that was like a movie like that just happened. Like I worked on something for three months. Somebody walked up, asked me what I was doing. I finally got my head on straight. I lined it all out. And this guy took what I had because I handed it to him. And then he tries to reassign to me my work that I just created. And I was like, you know what? I can't even be mad at you. Right. I don't like you. I'm really upset and I'm really pissed right now. But I'm just like, like three months later, six months later, I think maybe two years, whatever the timeline was, I had to shake the person. I No, I chose to shake the person's hand and say, I don't like you. We don't always get along, but. I respect you because of the work that you do. Like I tried to find a reason for how I was going to be there. But at the same time, when it was time to go or when it was past time for me to go, I had to just come to the realization after two years or three years or whatnot to just be like, you know, here is some of the things that I got from that. And it's like, it's not all a waste. Like the relationships, like you said, were made. And even digging up numbers that are like old or text messages that are old, like 
Why do I want to like, why do I want to humiliate myself in going back to where I was humiliated? Like, why, why would I want to do that? But like being able to have time away and like really take things in and the fact of saying like my time wasn't wasted because I wasn't wasted. Like my efforts weren't wasted because I, I wasn't a waste. And that, that's just where I was trying to draw the distinction. No, it's like I was advocating for you, but kind of still advocating for myself in a sense to say like, like it's like somebody might get off on just being like, oh yeah, like I got him talking bad about himself. But it's like, we're not really worried about if that's a thing or if it's not a thing. But the thing that I'm very glad not only to speak to you, but very proud of you to express yourself, even if I don't like it per se, but it's like express yourself and feel what you feel, but continue to do the work that um, continues to lead people in the way that you're doing it. So big ups to you. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I, you know, I say that part, honestly, I have the full spectrum of what this six months has provided me. And I had an article on LinkedIn about it and the things I've learned. But I appreciate this time and I appreciate you having me on. Likewise. Let people know where they can find you and how they can listen yeah. to your podcast. Sorry. Absolutely. So all my socials are Ed underscore Jones two. You listen to my podcast on any place it's streaming. It's called the Player Development Pod. Uh, it's presented by Beyond the Field, which is my company. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I got an article about the 10 things I've learned uh, in the five months. So it was five months and the time is six now uh, that I've been um, without work. So um, thank you once again for this platform, Asher. I thank you for having me on so I can speak my truth. Thank you for sharing with me also. And appreciate you all that are listening. Y'all have a great one. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, 